The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO and Power Plus, their next generation broker portal that gives you more speed and control over the process. You can now disclose, lock, and manage your loan seamlessly from start to finish, all in one place. It's another reason why greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is the division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Women have made strides in the mortgage industry, but the field is still dominated by men, especially as you move up the ranks. But Rocket's new accelerator program is trying to change that. Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, you'll hear a conversation between NMP staff writer Katie Jensen and Rocket Pro TPO Divisional Vice President Mallory Myers. Myers is in the Rocket Accelerators Council. So I just want to get a basic overview of the accelerator program, um, what it's doing for women and all that. So let's start with how this program came to be, um, who advocated for it, and whose decision was it um, to start this? Yeah, so Rocket Accelerator is actually um, a program that we've been working to push for probably about the last two and a half years or so. Um, it was mainly developed as a platform for women in the mortgage industry. So not just loan officers, not just mortgage brokers, but also anyone in terms of like processors, loan officer assistants, broker owners, uh, real estate agents, really just a platform um, to empower women. Um, we do recognize that women in business face extraordinary challenges, not just in the mortgage industry, but primarily in the mortgage industry where we're seeing, you know, it is, Clearly, a male-dominated industry. Um, right now, only about 43% of business professionals in the mortgage industry are female. Um, so there's, you know, there's some challenges that we face at home, whether it be, you know, raising a family, juggling that work-life balance, um, and also, you know, deciding when to begin a family of your own and being with an employer that's going to support you through those obstacles, through those challenges, while still be, still giving you that accessibility and resources. So. That's the premise behind Rocket Accelerator. Mm -hmm. um, Rocket Accelerator started not just with myself. Um, one of my colleagues, Carrie Stichler, who uh, was a divisional vice president with the company as well on the um, wholesale side also, um, she really pushed for this for about a year and a half, two years. Um, now she's an account executive um, dealing with national accounts, managing those broker accounts as well. Um, but our board consistently right now is consisting of about 10 individuals. Um, within our executive board, just within our company, within our organization. Um, primarily on the wholesale side, this consists of myself, um, Carrie Stichler, as well as eight other amazing women, um, both from the sales side, as well as from operations and even support. Um, so we also have some team members that are executive assistants that are also advocating for this for us as well. Um, so that's how we started. Really, just to give you a background on the program, um, what it gives you access to as a member within Rocket Accelerator, it's it's really a mentorship program is how we designed it, but also a collaboration and um, platform in which you can share best practices, share struggles, some challenges that you may be facing in the industry as a female. Um, again, not just as a loan officer originator, but we'll give you access to trusted advisors. 
Um, so they'll have direct access to other women leaders, both within Rocket Pro TPO, so within our wholesale channel within the company, but also those outside of the company. So again, those real estate agents, other broker partners, we've asked to step up as advisors as well, who are passionate about raising awareness of these real life challenges that women in our industry encounter. Um, we also will share, obviously, some insider tips there as well. So it gives you the opportunity to learn from other women in the industry who are thriving, who are doing well. Uh, we all know right now that, you know, the market's especially challenging <laughs> and volatile. So it's, you know, it's important to lean on one another and learn from those who are finding successes in this industry, um, sharing what obstacles that they're overcoming, what opportunities did they pursue through their career, how they ended up where they are now. Um, and those, with those obstacles that they faced, how they chose to weather those and what support that they had in order to achieve that success. Um, so we'll offer trusted advisors, insider tips. Uh, we also do have, again, I had mentioned with those trusted advisors, we are looking for uh, mentor-mentee relationships as well. So both within and without and outside of the organization. Um, so we have a lot of broker partners that are partnering with other mortgage professionals within this program, as well as real estate agents. Um, and we have individuals who we've asked to step up to be a mentor. Um, so essentially, we would assume that if you joined Rocket Accelerator, that you were already willing to be a mentee, right? Because that's what the platform is designed for. Um, but we do give them the opportunity to sign up as a mentor as well, directly within our homepage, where they can submit that information. Um, and as a mentor, you would be providing guidance, coaching um, when other professionals need it. You can also sign up to be paired um, with a specific mentor or mentee, depending on what kind of support that you're looking for or what interests that you share. Okay. Uh, we also do offer professional development resources. Um, so growing, getting access to professional development courses. Uh, the training platform that we've built, we've spent a lot of time and resources in building this. We've actually opened that up to outside sources as well. So as a member of our Rocket Accelerator program, you will actually have access to the same exact courses and high-level training materials that we've developed for our inside sales team and support team members as well. So that same high-level training that we're offering our team to help them grow their career and be successful in this market, we're going to also offer that to our Rocket Accelerator members. Um, and then additionally, we do have exclusive events. So these are collaboration events to gather everyone within the Rocket Accelerator group. Um, growing your support system is the primary goal here to meet you know, women with the same background or similar background, similar industry, learn from other female leaders in other industries. Um, at our last Rocket Accelerator event, for instance, we invited Molly Fletcher. Tell me if you're not familiar with who Molly Fletcher is. She is the top female sports agent, which we know um, as a sports agent, that's clearly a male-dominated industry. So mm -hmm. she made it to the top. Um, she's a very, very amazing, um, influential speaker. And we got a lot of great feedback from having her. So we'll not only invite individuals that have a mortgage background, um, but we'll also invite um, other influential women in other areas of the industry that can bring some value in terms of struggles that they face. Um, primarily motivational speakers. We've invited um, Olympic athletes as well um, who are females to attend these events and um, share some inspiration and some words um, to our team as well. So uh, it's very much still just getting started. Um, we've, you know, we've been trying to build this up for the last couple of years. Um, our really, our main ask right now from females who are interested in this program is to just 
jump in and give us any feedback that you have, any recommendations. Um, your voice will be heard. You'll have tremendous influence, not only with, from your female peers, but also on, with the evolution of this program. We're really just looking to build it into whatever our peers want it to be, right? Mm. We can mold this. We can shape it in any way that we want that we feel is going to add some more support to the industry. Okay. So let's kind of delve into the specifics here. Um, you mentioned that, you know, kind of women have unique challenges in the industry and in the business field. So what kind of challenges, I imagine that you guys have meetings and, and you know, and it comes up at, at your events. Um, what, what are these challenges that are unique to women and what kind of advice do you typically give for that? So primarily women who are looking for a leadership opportunity, um, anyone at a C-suite level is, uh, we are finding that it is male dominated. Um, There's statistics out there as well. I can quote a few, but I know I had spoken to, you know, the percentage of females in the mortgage industry in general. So right now, currently in the United States, only 43% of mortgage professionals are female. Um, There's also the inequality in terms of compensation, but um, we won't dive into the specifics of that because I would hope that, you know, we're trying to close that gap a bit. Uh, But on average, for every dollar made by a male counterpart, um, a female with the same experience, same um, knowledge in the industry and same title is making 88 cents um, to that dollar. So that's, you know, that's a more of a monetary fact. But in terms of what we offer, um, in terms of the, the challenges that we're finding that women face, is primarily just being heard, um, right? We always, at our in our family of companies, we always try to accept all feedback, right? So we, we very much operate on an open door policy um, within all areas of the company, whether you're a sales professional, um, executive assistant, um, processor, underwriter, whatever your title may be, we always wanna accept that feedback. We actually have internal platforms um, called our cheese factory, which is an interesting name, but there's there's a history behind that as well. But it allows every team member within the entire family of company and in the organization to submit feedback and responses. So really this platform is to help embrace that and um, strengthen that relationship within the mortgage industry as well, allowing females to you know not feel like their their lips are sealed, um, like they can't, you know, voice their opinion if they feel like um, you know, there may be an instance where it could be something as small as like we had sales competitions, um, you know, within our loan officer, within our banking team, um, with our direct retail sales. And a lot of the prizes were very like male focused, like you would get, um, like if you won the contest, you would get like a pair of Jordans, like you would get a pair of Air Jordans, like so to some females that may appeal to them, but like to give them another option. So it could be something as small as that. It could be the work-life balance aspect too, where we're diving into the seriousness of, you know, can I still hold this position if I choose to start a family? Um, can I still maintain, you know, this work schedule? So depending on what what role you're in within the company, there could be some very demanding hours that, you know, make it make it seem that it may be impossible to start a family and still keep that title, that role, plus the level of respect that you're receiving now working those long hours. So those are just some of the challenges that we found um, that female individuals face and just generally just having that support system, um, someone to lean on and, you know, in a sales role too, there also comes the <clears throat> the respect aspect in terms of your knowledge, right? So when you're, for instance, selling a loan as a loan officer, you may not have the same risk level of respect 
um, in terms of your knowledge when selling to a male counterpart. And I think it's important that we we leverage that. We use real life examples in terms of our knowledge, what we know, our experience in the industry, as well as those resources to help make those sales and um, gain that level of respect in the industry as a female as well. That's an interesting point, um, I think, because for a, for a male client to be working with a female loan officer, first of all, I've heard from a lot of people, I don't know if this is true specifically at Rocket, but sales teams are mainly comprised of men. And those are very customer facing people. So, you know, I imagine, you know, it's probably the truth. What about, what do you think about the integration of men and females within certain departments? Do you, is it a goal for Rocket Accelerator to have them mesh more? It certainly is. I can say that in, um, in our company specifically, we're doing a much better job of it. Um, trying to push more women to apply for, especially those male-dominated sales roles. Um, for instance, when I was a loan officer on our retail channel, those teams were, they were 90 to 95% male. Um, that's just the way it was. So we worked to uh, try to push for more individuals to apply for those positions to create some diversity um, within those teams, because historically you would have an entirely male comprised team, a male leader, a male senior leader, and then uh, we would attempt to, you know, recruit one female who was interested in that sales role that way. But you were usually the only girl <laughs> in, a, in a boys club. So um, it's very much gravitated away from that. Um, we are finding that, you know, right now our teams on our sales side, at least, are comprised about 30 to 40% female. So it's definitely headed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is it's not that these roles were exclusively, you know, by any means discriminatory or closed off to females. but it's more so that the, the knowledge, the education wasn't there. Um, you know, historically, you would see, you know, when you pictured a loan officer, a mortgage banker, you would picture, you know, guy in a suit, right? Um, knocking door to door or making those sales calls and working those long hours and just being a real pusher um, to get those sales done. But uh, we are finding that, you know, a lot of women are, you know, we are genetically better at multitasking. We also have a more... Um, relatable approach um, in persona that is we're finding that is a very, very valuable resource, especially in phone sales and face-to-face business-to-business encounters as well. Um, so we're, we're trying to push for more of that. I will say that, honestly, our company does a great job with creating that diversity. Okay, great. And what about the importance of working with a female if you're dealing with more female borrowers? Because there are studies coming out now that more women in the household are kind of have the power of the purse or controlling the finances, um, the most of the financial decisions. So do you think there's an advantage there with a female client talking to a female loan officer and, you know, just maybe a rate, a relatability factor there that's to your advantage? Yeah, absolutely. I do. Um, in fact, you know, we're finding that now more and more, it's not always just about an interest rate. Um, when you have a client purchasing a home, um, we're we're trained here at Rocket and within the entire family of companies to you know focus on the larger goals of the client as well. Um, so that could be you know savings, what they want to keep their monthly payment at, what their long term goals are as well. So we kind of become their financial advisor as well, um, trying to build that long term relationship. We're not trying to just have a client you know, close their loan in less than 30 days and then never speak to them again, right? We really truly feel like we are family with these clients. So we really want to understand what they've gone through, how they are, where they are right now, 
um, what they're where they're looking to live in the future, if it's a purchase deal or what their long-term goals are. And as a female, if you're speaking to another female borrower or a female influencer um, within that transaction, it's important to be able to level with them one-on-one on, you know, not only gaining their understanding of what their challenges may be or what their worries may be in entering that mortgage transaction, but also sharing your struggles as well. Um, so there is that female to female aspect where, you know, you can share your personal life story like, hey, I really struggled, you know, to purchase a home myself. Um, you know, I was working double shifts and no one would qualify me based on my history, right? So you can share those personal experiences to gain more buy-in from the client. And also it just helps create that humanity in the transaction versus just speaking numbers. So I do feel there is some value there as well, for sure. Okay, awesome. And getting more um, into the events, how many events, Rocket Accelerator events, do you have per year? Um, and you said this is open, it's, it's open more than just Rocket employees, right? Correct. Yes, it is not just an internal platform. We do have um, internal members such as myself. Again, we have about 10 or 11 on the board currently. Uh, but we also always invite if we have someone externally that is joining these events, we will always invite the um, either the leader within that um, account executive's role or the direct account executive as well to help you know build and establish that relationship as well and help grow that. Uh, we want them to be involved in that event also. So if you're kind of, if you're attending the event, we want your direct sales team reporting team member to be there as well. Um, but yes, it's not it is not just an internal opportunity. It's mm-hmm. primarily external. Mm-hmm. We just have an internal board that supports the program. Right. And who who else co- contributes to these events? Because I imagine that the purpose of these events is, you know, for education, but also to kind of foster this community, get the women together um, and meeting each other. So um, who else like contributes to these events, attends these events? Yeah, great question. So we actually, we hold these events. Um, we're attempting to hold them quarterly. Obviously, with COVID and the pandemic, we've been pushed back a little bit on what we would have liked to have scheduled and on our um, on our calendar for these events. But uh, we are working to ramp that back up. The goal is to have an event every quarter um, to invite individuals. Now, we won't be able to, just because it is growing so large so quickly, uh, we won't be able to invite 100% of the, uh, of the members to every single event. Uh, we certainly will send out invites, and depending on the size or scale of the event, they may vary depending on location. Um, we do not host them always in Detroit. I know that's been, you know, we've been trying to post pandemic invite more individuals back down to Detroit to show the improvement, show the progression that we've made, and obviously see our spaces, see our team. Um, but we will host these nationwide. So there are other location opportunities as well. Um, some individuals that help contribute to. Coordinating these events are, um, again, myself, and we also have um, several team members that are within our special projects team, as well as our executive assistants. So we have two individuals, Claire Kafuri and Lauren Carlisle, um, both on our special projects and executive business management and strategy teams. And then I also have two assistants, Larkin Hubert and Allison Motia, who also um, help significantly in coordinating these events from the internal side. Um, externally, we'll invite, um, really we'll reach out to anyone that we think would be relevant to the event or depending on the location that we're hosting it. Um, that is, again, an influential woman either within or outside of the mortgage industry that we think has value to bring. Again, that's why we recruited Molly Fletcher 
um, some other Olympic athletes as well. So it's not just exclusive to the mortgage industry, but uh, we try to make it a relevant, um, changing topic every time. So um, last time, again, with Molly Fletcher, it was the struggles of um, climbing in a male-dominated industry. So climbing to an executive level within a male-dominated industry. So that's why we brought her in because she was super successful in a very short period of time. Um, becoming a successful sports agent. So sharing her struggles and what she had to overcome in terms of getting her name out there and being successful in that industry. So there's really no, there's really no um, certain bucket or criteria or checklist that we require these um, speakers to meet. Uh, we really just do a lot of background research, um, interview them, make sure they would be a good fit depending on the event or the message that we're trying to um, pursue and embrace at that time. And then from there, we then ask those women to come and attend the event. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really not it's we try to open it up to anyone that we think would make a positive impact. Okay. Um, and do you have any um, goals in terms of attendance? I know you said you just got started, um, you know, with this whole program and with the events and everything. But are you looking to really grow your audience? Do you have any uh, specific numbers in mind of wh- what you would like attendance to be? Yeah. The more the better. <laughs> we're, uh, we're always looking to grow, but uh, our just for um, perspective, our last or most recent event, we had about 78 attendees, individual attendees um, from outside the organization. And then obviously our supporting team members, sales team members, sales team leaders, such as myself as well, um, attending these events. But um, we're really looking to grow that. I would say there's no limit. Um, to the size of what we're looking to grow. I mean, the more, the better. Again, it's it's an engagement and empowerment and collaboration platform. We're not going to put a cap on how many people can um, can attend or join this group. Mm-hmm. There just okay. might be specific events that might have a capacity limit depending on the location and what criteria we're looking to meet. Okay. And um, for the mentorship um, part of the program, so... You said a lot of it is just to, uh, you know, attain the position that you, the mentee wants to attain the position that they want. um, And the mentor is supposedly someone in that position or higher that can kind of guide them and give them um, advice on how to do that. So can can I get a breakdown of kind of how that works and maybe a few examples of someone who, I know you, again, you just got started, but of someone who began the mentorship program and you have seen make progress. Yeah. So the goal of the mentorship program is to um, share knowledge, share inspiration, um, as well as, you know, learning from other professionals within the mortgage industry. So the mentorship is also will serve to strengthen your company culture. Um, So if there's anything that they're doing within their organization, let's say you're a broker owner, um, as a specific example, we do have a a broker owner of one of our top five production accounts within our wholesale division. Um, She also works as a real estate broker. So she's operating in dual capacity. Um, She's been great in sharing her knowledge, both with, you know, other loan officers, as well as real estate agents. Um, so it's it's really just an opportunity not only to share their best practices within the industry. So it could be something as simple as, you know, how to gain more purchase leads in this market, right? What they're doing from a marketing strategy. It could also be something as, you know, as far as, you know, company culture. Again, I spoke to, you know, we have the isms internally. We have 21 isms that we live and breathe by that is instilled within our culture within the entire family of companies. So we always try to share that knowledge in the same way that we would ask these mentors to share their cultural knowledge as well. So what are they doing within their organization 
to help uh, with, you know, not only employee retention, but also keeping that culture alive. Because again, in this market, it's, it's easy to get down on yourself. Um, it's easy to question what you're doing and if this is the right thing to do at the right time. Um, so it's, it's important to have that embrace and to share those best practices on what we can do to overcome that struggle. Um, being involved in our mentorship program as well, you also will be able to develop and advance within your career. So we will we'll offer you some opportunities. Again, those training materials that we offer are um, not only just origination focused, but also in you know um, marketing strategies, sales tactics uh, that you could apply from anywhere of your company, not just in originating alone, but also you know executing on a sale, um, <clears throat> and then uh, just it's really just that collaboration for a mentor mentee. Again, we have several examples of mentor mentee relationships. Uh, we'll always ask the mentor like what their capacity is, right? We don't want to, we know that they also have a business to run as well. Um, so it will be entirely up to them to schedule. We always recommend that they meet at least quarterly with their mentee, whether they do an individual meeting um, or they do, you know, a group presentation, right? We could do a Zoom call. They could share a best practice on, uh, you know, again, purchase marketing, what their marketing strategy is currently and sharing that best practice with them. So we do request that they meet at least quarterly. Um, some of them speak weekly. Some of them may even speak on a daily basis, right? But our request from them is to at least meet quarterly with their mentee individuals, um, either individually or as a group, and share those best practices or any struggles that they may have faced recently um, and strategies within the market. So that's our request of them. <clears throat> Again, some may have a more deep relationship where they do speak more often, and we don't, you know, we don't hold them to that. We just ask, hey, you know, if you're if you're volunteering to be a mentor, our request is that you meet with them at least quarterly to share those practices. Don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour. www.nemortgageexpo.com. And why do you think, I mean, mentorship is, is great for everyone, man or woman. Why do you think that you need to facilitate a mentorship program for women? Do you think maybe it happens more naturally between men or there's just more men around so it's easier to find a mentor for them? So we also, we actually do have some men within Rocket Accelerator as well um, that have volunteered to kind of be an advocate as well because um, they're trying to take some takeaways from this program that they could again instill into their culture which obviously we applaud um we're happy to have anyone you know we're not going to tell you you can't join because you're not a female or don't identify as female um, that's not the goal here the goal here is to you know provide that support um, and make sure that there's you know there's awareness within the industry of some of these struggles that women face um, but if you're a male that wants to join and you know you want to share these best practices and some things that you do maybe differently to help these women feel more um, supported, then by all means, we'll welcome them to join. Um, but we do feel that the mentorship opportunity for females is especially important just because the lack of female leaders within the industry, um, primarily, you know, again, most C-level or uh, senior leaders within the mortgage industry historically are men. So it's mm -hmm. difficult to find someone who, you know, not only that you can re maybe reporting to directly, but also someone who 
you may see as influential or you may see as an inspiration that is a female in that role. Certainly, you could look outside of the mortgage industry, right? That's why we're not isolating it just to mortgage professionals. But um, it's really to help in kind of closing that gap in terms of female leadership opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I mean, at Rocket, I see, I looked up online and I I saw two um, women in the C-suite. There might be more, I'm not sure. But with a limited number of women in the C-suite, and let's say there's even more of them that want to get into the C-suite. So, I mean, how does that work? Because if you have a mentee that that really wants to accelerate their career to the top. Um, and you have to ma- match them with a mentor that's, let's say, not a C-suite, part of the C-suite. How, how will that work? Like, what advice could they be given? Do you, I guess it's a, one bit at a time, elevate yourself. Um, but uh, do, do women in the C-suite at Rocket also contribute to the program? They do. Um, so we are actually, one of our next events is actually pulling from one of those women within the C-suite, um, Kimari Yowell. Um, so we've invited her to speak at our next event. Um, date is still pending on that one. Um, but we are looking to also pull from, you know, we don't have, again, we don't have very many options to pull from in terms of C-suite women. Um, but she is someone that we've reached out to internally that um, she's on the board of several organizations within the company that um, focus on diversity and inclusion and we thought she would be a great fit for this opportunity as well. Um, So that is someone that we're reaching out to, to um, hopefully contribute to this effort as well. And I'm sure she'd be more than willing um, given her background also. But um, again, it's, you know, I do feel like whether you're reporting or partnered with a mentor mentee that may or may not be a C-suite executive, I certainly feel there's still value um, Mm -hmm. in that relationship. We all can learn from each other, right? I don't think there's, you know, there's no, there's no perfect mortgage process. There's no, you know, it's, there's no black and white, right? There's a lot of gray in this industry. And I, I do think that with the different backgrounds and experience that we all share, I think regardless of your title, there's value there. Mm -hmm. And can we also kind of list some, um, I mean, I'm sure everyone that's part of the company is important, but some, some vital players that are females um, in rocket. Um, that maybe people part of this program or people just women in the mortgage industry in general can look up to. I'm, I'm thinking. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So with within Rocket exclusively, um, again, I, I had thrown out one name, Kamari Yowell. Um, I also do have a few other members who are actually on the board already. Um, Patty Grotto, she's a vice president within our underwriting team. Again, so not just from the direct sales, but from the support and um, back of the process as well. Um, we also have Rhonda Abushi. She's a vice president within our operations team. Um, and then again, I do have um, Carrie Fitchler and myself. I also have Renee Samet. She's a director within our crew operations. So our crew is that dedicated underwriting and support team. Um, for our broker partners specifically. So whether you're um, correspondent or wholesale brokering to Rocket Pro TPO. And then I also have Brittany Pasha. She's a director within our crew as well. So both from that support side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I want to get back to something that you said before, um, that people, a main issue that people come in with or want to learn about is um, how to be heard. Um, we also host um, uh, mortgage women conferences. And um, a lot of these issues come up, uh, how to be heard, 
um, respected, um, kind of take control of that authoritative position. And something that um, a saying that goes around a lot is authority is not given, it's taken. So it's kind of your responsibility to set up and gain that respect from your peers, whether they're men or females. And um, so when people come on to these conferences, they give a lot of advice about kind of like personality advice. What kind of personality should you walk into work with or walk into that meeting with? Um, and do you guys talk about that? Do you, a lot of, you know, some women say, be more assertive, be more this, kind of gain, pick up these attributes and teach yourself how to become that. And a lot of it has to do with confidence and things like that. Do you, do you give similar advice to people in the program? I do. Um, and this is something that I personally struggled with, um, getting to a female leadership um, position within the organization. Um, I, I certainly was the youngest and I was one of the only females. So it was, I, I had to come out of my shell a little bit, right? Um, just say yes before no. Um, and, you know, just raise your hand if you think you would be a good fit for anything or if you think you have any input at all to contribute, right? Um, just don't, don't be hesitant, uh, which is something that, you know, I, I historic, I used to be really shy. And then I learned, I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm working with a bunch of men and they're just, they're very outspoken. And, you know, they're like, yeah, I got this. I'll take this on. And I, I just learned to be one of those people. So I just started saying yes, given the opportunity. I, I said yes every time. And if I felt like it wasn't working or wasn't a good fit anymore, um, based on the experience, I wasn't afraid to speak out at that as well. But um, I think in saying yes to those opportunities or raising your hand to something that, you know, may scare you at the time or may seem like a daunting task, um, saying yes does give you the opportunity to make an impact in different areas of the organization as well. Um, if given the opportunity to, um, for instance, I was given the opportunity as while I was a divisional vice president, um, leading my own sales team to also join the board of Rocket Accelerator and help head this program also joining um, a board we have internally called RISE, which is um, empowering leaders in general within the entire family of companies. So a collaboration of all leaders um, that allows us to mesh and share best practices across each area of the company. So whether you're in sales, operations, uh, maybe you work with our capital markets team, our marketing team, um, and just sharing those best practices. And, you know, even again, even though we're not directly in the financial business of sales together, uh, we certainly find value in sharing those best practices with one another. Um, so really just, you know, saying yes has opened up a lot of those doors for me personally. And, you know, in speaking with other women, it's something that, you know, I feel that we just internally struggle with, um, whether it be, you know, a personality um, barrier or just a self-confidence barrier, um, which is where my personal struggle was. And I just, I just decided to say yes when given the opportunity or also just being proactive and raising my hand if I hear that, you know, there's an opportunity for something or um, if there's an area in which I think we can improve, whether it be process, sales, training related, I was the one to take that on and reach out proactively and say, hey, you know, this is an area where I feel like we could do a better job of. Um, I have a few suggestions, right? If you're going to take on an opportunity, at least have a plan right? <laughs> know where your value is. So take on the opportunity, lay out a plan, essentially your pitch on why you would be a good fit for the opportunity and then just dive head in. That's so really what, my only... Yeah. So what uh, traits should man or female, uh, should a leader have um, 
just in general in order to be a good leader? Because you seem, you know, you've probably had like a bad boss once or twice in your life that probably wasn't a good leader. Either they're too aggressive or they're not aggressive enough and they're a little, a little neglectful and laid back. So what are the attributes that every person that wants to be a leader should aspire to be? Yeah. So I'm certainly there. I'm certain there's ways I could grow as a leader as well. Um, but I will share like from my personal experience, um, some aspects and some traits that I've found to be valuable and influential as a leader are one to be, to be empathetic, um, to truly care about your team and those that are directly reporting to you. Um, I have had leaders in the past that were very metric focused, um, just focused on results, but not on the longevity of their team. Um, and as a result, you know, they did experience a lot of turnover. Um, and low client, low, low employee retention rates um, for that reason. And I think it's important, especially if you're in a position where you're working 12, 14 hours a day together, at least, um, that's your family, right? You should treat it as that. You're spending more time with these individuals than unfortunately than you are at home with your family of your own. So I think it's truly important that you do become really close to your individuals and your peers that are reporting directly to you. Um, Another trait that I've found to be uh, very impactful as a leader myself is not being afraid to run to the fire. Uh, what I mean by that is if there's a situation, you take it head on. Um, so if there's an issue with, you know, maybe a loan going sideways, a deal going sideways, a, a broker partner who's a little bit frustrated, um, I'll always be the first one to pick up the phone, set up a meeting, speak with the partner. I'll also invite my team member to learn from that experience as well. Um, just being very real with them, very candid, allowing them to join in on the call, hear how I handle the conversation. And we're not all perfect, right? I've I've shared calls with my team as well. Just being human, I you I think that's really important as a leader that you, you know, you share your struggles with your team also. Um, for instance, I've 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 certainly had phone calls where I essentially got my teeth kicked in, right? <laughs> I've had bad sales calls, right? But I, I embrace that. I share that with my team and I ask them for feedback the same way I would provide them feedback. Um, and then if there's a way that I if there's a way that I handled that call well, I will ask them what their likes, dislikes, recommendations were based on the call. Um, if I handled something well or if I it seemed like I was building in a sales strategy within the call, I would ask that team member, um, play it back for my team, have them listen to it and ask them what do you think I did well here? Why do you think I brought this up? Right. And I guess it gets them thinking, but it also allows you to be very real, very human with your team and be relatable. I think that's super important. Mm -hmm. And I have to ask, has there been any kind of um, negative feedback for giving this extra attention for women and, and helping to foster them in those, in this workplace, probably not at rocket, but um, have you ever faced like negative feedback from other males in, in the mortgage industry? Like, well, you know, there's less women, like it doesn't really matter that there's less women or well, women prefer those roles. There's no, you know, discrimination or anything like that going on. Have you ever um, heard any, any of those comments before? And how do you address that? I personally have not, but I'm sure they're out there. Um, you know, we just, we just have to stay focused, blinders on. Um, we know what our initiative is. We know where our focus is, and we're not going to let that deter us. Um, I just, I'm, I'm assuming that you know there is negative feedback out there. I personally haven't received any of it, thankfully. Um, I haven't, you know, received any directly in terms of um, regarding Rocket Accelerator specifically. 
Um, I do know that, you know, there have been talks and hearsays of, hey, you know, there's less females in the mortgage industry, whatever, that's their choice, right? They just, they don't have what it takes. Maybe they don't want the long hours um, and don't have the sales background. Um, so I, I think it's more of a general feedback regarding females in the industry. I haven't received any negative feedback regarding Rocket Accelerator, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, I just asked because, you know, we put out a women's magazine. We home, we host women's events. And and that's some of the feedback that we do get. The, well, it doesn't really matter kind of thing. But um, right. yeah. But I yeah, I obviously assume it obviously does matter. Um, they do want these positions, um, and things like that. Um, but I, I guess I would characterize it as a little bit of, of lazy thinking. Um, we're not really, um, considering the other side. I think Um, it's a lack of the knowledge and awareness of the industry where that feedback comes from. I mean, if you can Google any of the statistics of women in the mortgage industry and it's, you know, it's plain as day, it's right there. Um, so I think whether you're choosing to support that or not is, I think that's a personal decision. Um, but you know, I, again, thankfully we haven't had any negative feedback mm-hmm. or backlash regarding our program and our initiative. No, we'll be right back with the rest of your headlines. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO and power plus their next generation broker portal. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to sign up. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Here's the rest of your headlines for today, November 22nd. Reverse mortgage funding of New Jersey is hitting the pause button on originations. A top 10 reverse mortgage originator says it's been challenged by unprecedented interest rate hikes and economic volatility. In other news, the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau has scored a victory in its ability to uphold its regulations, at least a short-term victory. TransUnion asked a federal judge in Chicago to throw out a lawsuit pointing to a recent Fifth Circuit ruling that the CFPB's funding is unconstitutional. But Illinois is in the Seventh Circuit, and the Chicago judge disagreed with that ruling. The judge allowed the CFPB to move forward with its lawsuit, which claims TransUnion is violating a 2017 consent order on deceptive marketing practices. Quick programming note, we'll be off until Monday for Thanksgiving. We hope you'll all have a safe and happy holiday. In the meantime, go to nationalmortgageprofessional.com for all the latest news. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Kutamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.